This is Idiots with Opinions. Idiots may vary. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the only show that's got Todd. It's got Tuscan. Fact-checking is against the law. Todd is inside a blanket tent, and you know what that means. It's time for Idiots with Opinions. Todd, how are you doing this Saturday afternoon? I mean, well, it's Sunday afternoon when we release this, but it's Saturday afternoon when we record this. Uh, how are you? How you feeling? Well, as the uh, as the listeners can probably still tell, uh, my mic is uh, not fixed yet. So, and it still probably won't next week either. But we will see. So, apologies for that. But other than that, I've, I'm feeling pretty good. You know. Yeah. How about yourself? You know, king of the castle, uh, lord of my domain. I'm I'm feeling pretty good about myself today. Uh, I had a I had a very nice girl tell me I looked cute today, and I, I I felt happy about that. Yeah, yeah, felt pretty cool. Felt pretty cool. Uh, other than that, same old, same old. I got I got a week left of class right now, Todd. I what? Got, I got yeah. I got two more classes. Basically, I got two more days of classes, one presentation, and then it's finals week. But your boy doesn't have any finals that he has to show up for. Uh, I just got a couple of papers I have to write, and that's that's it. That, nice. That's the rest of my year. Yeah. So well, I, I got. A, I still got a few weeks left, but I start later than you do. So. Mm-hmm. That's a trade-off, I suppose. Well, did you start late this semester? Um, we have like a J term, so mm-hmm. yes, but no. Like, our the people who do the J term start uh like first after the first week of January or something. And then uh, the it, it after that after like three weeks that's when classes start for us. It's like the the last week of January is when classes start for us regularly, gotcha. which is later than most schools. Yeah, no, you always have a longer summer than I do, which is nice because the weather stays good, you know, late into the summer, and that's when you really don't feel like going to class. Huh. But you know, for me. Um, Right, right now at least, I I just live in Lincoln, so I have no problem. Like I either go to school or I go to work, so it's not a huge shakeup. Like I'm not going to be any less busy this summer. I've just got to, I just have to work more often hmm. rather than go to school. Like that's 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 the only trade off for me, which I'm pretty happy about. You know, I mean, it's it's one thing. It's like okay, this is an investment in my future. Maybe I'll get paid more later, but with with working, it's like an immediate payoff. Like I get paid right out the gate it's fantastic it's fantastic i love it oh i wanted to ask the the listeners um because we only did this one time and i know i haven't talked i haven't briefed you on if we should talk about this yet no go for it uh i remember our our summer premiere of idiots with opinions last year we did a special little guest appearance of our our good friend ross grieb Mm -hmm. and uh people seem to seem to like that i think uh we would just would people like more of that? More, more other people on our podcast talking about um, talking about what they've got going on in their life, as well as uh, weird stories that they've found, or if we should just keep it to the way that we've been doing it? Because I like either way. Yeah. No. Yeah, I like hanging out just with Todd, and I like hanging out with new people too. You know, it's it's a it's a whole different dynamic. It adds to the podcast. So let us know. You know, send us a note. Let us know what you think. If you if you like hearing just the sound of our voices, or if you like us, you know, talking to a third party, seeing what they've got uh, cooking up, and really w- what 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 they bring to the table. 
and hopefully we'll, we will have some more more stuff coming at you. Uh, also, I want to apologize for this past this past week. I think there were a couple people who, um, if you listened to the uh, podcast, like the first day, we had some technical difficulties. So I'd like to yeah. apologize for that. Uh, yep. Hopefully that won't happen again. Yeah, uh, we are. Any we're weird still things? Because <laughs> what what happened, Todd? And we could just say this is is <laughs> we uploaded a a podcast that was just my side of the audio, right? I yeah. Mean, mm-hmm. For a peek behind the curtain, we we record this. If you if you don't know this already, Todd Todd lives in Chicago. I live in Lincoln, and we record this over FaceTime, and we yes. record on two separate mics. And then Todd works some editing magic that I don't know how to do, and he just splices the two <clears> segments <throat> together. And That's yeah, so the rest of it, we, um, we put together and, and we send out, uh, for, for you, the listener. And it looks like a cohesive podcast as we hear it, right? Like as if we're just having a conversation on the phone, but the thing about the raw audio is we start recording like long before <laughs> we start the show. Yeah. So a lot of times we say things before we start the show for like 10 minutes that's just i mean it's not it's not suitable for air uh, yeah. it's vulgar you know whatever I don't think whatever there was we anything might be weird saying. I, I, no, I, I don't I think, think anything. I think we got lucky that time that I didn't say anything completely crass uh, before <laughs> before we uploaded the the podcast but uh yeah it could have been a lot worse than it was so yeah but uh, but uh, yeah, I apologize. Uh, thank you for sticking with us even through that. Um, and I know that we're we're learning. We're still we're almost actually. I think we're we're coming up on our fortieth episode. Some really? somewhat soon. Yeah, hmm. I think. And they say I think if you make it to your fiftieth podcast episode, then uh, then you've like succeeded more than most startup podcasts. Really? Yeah. Huh. So I, we should do something special for our 50th. I actually watched a thing. Let's do that. Um, I watched a thing this morning, actually. It was a, a Beamy News. Have you, ever, have you ever seen those? Yes. It's Yeah. It's this guy named Lou. And you know his name is Lou because he starts every video with, Hey, it's Lou. And here's the thing. Right? <laughs> so I watched this video on Beamy News. And it was talking about the golden age of podcasting, which is what he and maybe his research team or his opinion is that we're in the uh, a golden age of podcasting and a lot of empirical data agrees with him. And basically he makes the argument that, you know, television was once in this age and radio was once in this age, but they've all sort of gone by the wayside and they deliver content that is pretty bland Whereas podcasts, they 100% of the time you seek out a podcast, you're intentionally listening to it, right? You're, you're mm-hmm. choosing to do that. And not only are you intentionally listening to it, but it doesn't require 100% of your attention, right? Like I could be driving down the road, listening to a podcast. I do uh, housework and walk to school, all that stuff while listening to podcasts all the time, right? It's a big part of my life. But but I don't need to be sitting down and just listening to a podcast, which is awesome, and it fits really well into our modern society. And you know, the other interesting thing about it is people are really receptive to advertising on podcasts, right? A lot of host-read ads 
obviously outperform other types of ads pretty yeah. substantially. And people will actually complain when host read ads are dropped from podcasts and you just get standard random ads. And They're people not would like, complain. <laughs> people would complain if it wasn't you. Yeah, that's right. So anyway, that's that's the only that's the only bit of information I had on that. I, I hope we remain in the golden age of podcasting for a while because I'm having fun. It's yeah. a good time for me. Yeah. Me too. And hopefully the same for all of our listeners. But enough about just uh, you know us dilly dallying around talking yeah. about how great we are. Let's uh, jump into Tustin, it. Let's talk about how weird uh, other people are. So I want to talk about a woman, thirty year old woman who decided that she didn't want to pay too much for an extra baggage fee when she was flying on a plane. And so she decided to wear most of her clothes. Mm, okay. So, yeah, it would have, it would have cost her $85 uh, in a baggage fee uh, for... Really? Yes. What for, airline? For nine, nine pounds of clothing. This is in uh, Manchester, England. I don't know what airline. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But, um, you know, it was England. So yeah, it is they don't they don't have the option of fly southwest where <laughs> yeah. hashtag bags fly free yeah. hashtag not a sponsor not a sponsor um, right. <laughs> so she yeah she was just like wearing nine pounds of clothing yep uh, yeah and so she said that she was boiling absolutely boiling well, but she but she didn't have to pay for it so um, I don't know if that says anything about cutting corners to to save a save a buck but i think that's worth it just a really uncomfortable flight for saving 85 dollars you know yeah i figure i figure that's a that's a pretty good i mean especially with with my income level you know i'm not paying 85 bucks to check a bag no i mean can you carry on for free does it specify probably probably this woman probably just had a lot of uh bags and it was like an extra bag yeah that's probably the case because like I mean, if she's wearing nine pounds of clothing, there's no way nine pounds of clothing doesn't fit into a carry-on sized bag. But I'm reading too much into this. You know, I, I think bag fees are stupid. I think you should pay the price of the ticket. And that's it. The price of the ticket pays for everything. Everything else is fine. You don't pay extra to fly first class because screw you. We're all the same, all right? Yeah. You you're, you're just going to be in the air for a couple hours. Just, just sleep in the chair like a plebeian um, or buy a private plane. There, there are two steps, right? You don't get first class. No, just, but the just, best part about first, the only reason why people get first class is so that they can sneer at people when they walk by. It's exactly, yeah. And like the best feeling in the world is with when you're in first class and the, the stewardess Mimosa closes. Mimosa in hand, yeah. Stewardess closes the curtain and you're like, hmm, yes. <laughs> like you, you've gone into your own private world there. Yeah. Where it's just you and the rich there in the front of the, of the plane. You might rub elbows with such personalities as Steven Spielberg up there. Yeah. You know? Or you might witness uh, somebody going, doing a whole in- Inception deal. Oh, yeah, that's right. They did that on a plane, didn't they? Yeah. I forgot about that, yeah. I haven't seen that movie in a while. Well, it's a good the movie. The whole movie takes place on a plane. On a plane. But that's only but, like a couple minutes of screen time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only Maybe about not even a minute of screen time. Yeah. How interesting is that? Did I text you about this the other day? I remember tweeting this and then I deleted it because it it wasn't funny. But <laughs> I I remembered having the thought last week that 
people still use like okay, they're like they're like tacoception. It's a taco inside a taco, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, and and then it's really not even the meaning of the word. Right, inception means like the beginning of a of an of idea, an idea yeah. or a, a concept, right? But that's not at all what people use it for. People are like, oh, it's a <laughs> Inception. It's a taco within a taco within a taco. Yeah, that's, that's a taco that's, town taco. It's not a taco town taco until you, we wrap it in a blueberry pancake and deep fry it until it's golden brown. Great, great SNL digital short. Gotta Wonderful. love it. SNL, not a sponsor. No. The, nor, did, the, nor do they the, need to be. <laughs> the 40-year television show is not, in fact, paying Have for you heard it? Have you heard of Saturday Night Live? Y'all ever heard of Saturday Night Live? Yeah, I mean, there's a reason they would be a sponsor. They're uh, they're not doing so hot anymore. They've gone from yeah. like, and you know, I'm not saying that like, you know, SNL used to be like the coolest thing in the world, and now it's not. Like, I think they just have a lot of kind of newbies that they're trying to figure out. The writers yeah. are trying to figure out how to write for them, yeah. and it'll make a resurgence and be better. But you know, everybody says SNL was the best when they were, you know, first introduced to it, basically. Like, the first time they ever saw SNL was when it was at its funniest, and I now disagree. it's not as funny anymore. And I mean, really, like... what do you think? Well, I think I think there were two really great eras. and Or, well, three, if you count, like, the very beginning. Okay. And the, the other two would be right around, like, Will Ferrell, Tina Fey era, uh, and then also, like what, like, late 2000s, like, with Bill Hader and, um, uh, yeah. like, uh, that crew. <laughs> Bill Hader and the rest of them. Uh, yeah, Bill Hader, Andy Samberg, you had, yeah. like, uh, you had Amy Poehler. Jason Sudeikis. Sudeikis, yep. Who'd you have? Uh, Tina Fey was around. Uh, at the beginning of that, but I think yeah. uh, she, she quit later. It was... Mulaney, Mulaney wrote for a long time. Yeah. When Mulaney was writing, it was really, really good. Mm-hmm. And it's no surprise that every time he comes back to host, it's phenomenal again because <laughs> he helps write. Yeah. Because he's an amazing writer. Not the best performer, in my opinion, but a great writer. Well, he's very, like, um, vaudevillian almost. Like, just very, like. Ooh, big word that I don't know the meaning <laughs> of. <laughs> well, maybe not vaudevillian. Like, just like a, a a classical like performer you know where it's all it, it's because the way that you like specifically comedy if you're if we're going to talk about his performance in comedy since he's a comedian uh he's not as like authentic as some yeah. other people that's 100 uh, percent it and i mean it's it, to each his own like yeah. the way that he does no, he's it, a funny guy he's a, he's a wonderful writer and he'll he'll still make great bits and, and good good observations it's just the way that he performs it is like it's written to be like performed in a right. certain way in the right. same way every time whereas yep. other people the way that you like it is it feels improvisational off, it, it feels improv yeah 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 absolutely absolutely and that that is 100 percent the this style of comedy I like and and I always cite when when Todd and I have this conversation we've had this conversation a number of times I always talk about Louis C.K. even though Louis C.K. is not exactly everybody's favorite anymore but 
He when when before everybody knew about his sexual uh, uh, deviancy, he had this whole thing where he would uh, every time he performed a bit, and I, I don't know if it was different every time, but it felt like he was saying it for the first time. Yeah, he felt like every he, he was he coming it. up with it on the spot. Right, like this is yeah. this is something out of nowhere, and and that's one of the things when it, when it feels natural, it feels right. Um, so let's talk about since we're on this departure from nature, Todd. I think we'll that we'll go ahead and segue into my next story, which is uh, coming out of Yale University. A story from Reuters today, and they basically report that Yale University has discovered the technique it requires to basically reanimate a pig brain. Ooh. Now, yeah, uh, they they had this pig brain, I think, on ice for about four hours after after the pig died. And they were able to restore basic cellular activity in the pig's brain. Now, they say they say that it doesn't even come close to reawakening the consciousness in the pig. But to that, I say, how the hell do you know that? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, how do you know the pig is not thinking right now, even yeah, though it's a disembodied brain? That is very, that's a very good point. Well, yeah. I don't know. Do we even know what causes consciousness? Because no one understands the brain fully. <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, we know a lot about the brain, but we don't know nearly everything. And there's so I'm much. Probably not even half. <laughs> No, not even close to half. I would. I think we're like at the surface of what yeah. we can discover, but they, they've basically they've restored this basic cellular activity, right? So they've they've created a Franken brain, right? It's not, it's not technically living, but it's definitely not dead at this point. So uh, we have created a zombie-like creature that has some sort of basic function in its brain. Now, I would like to know what it's like to die and then have your brain reanimated and all of a sudden you're having thoughts again. Yeah. Right? Well, that like would you, be consciousness. Right. But you're not connected to and so and this, so they re the, so they reanimated it, right? No, not fully. They they restored basic cellular function. So, so what the does that neurons. Exactly mean? So okay. So you know how you know how the brain works, right? It has neurons yes. in it that have electric electricity that fires between these gaps, and that is what the technical definition for thinking is, right? You got a bunch mm -hmm. of neurons that fire together, and that creates any sort of function within your brain, whether it's a memory or the movement of your arm, or the pumping of blood through your heart, all of this initiates at the brain, at the cellular level, through neurons. So they haven't restored any of that electric activity between the neurons, but they've reactivated certain cellular functions, which means like the cells within the brain that create the neurons and keep it alive are alive again, but it's not technically thinking. It's not acting the, on its own. This, yeah. So the electricity is not going through it. 
Correct. Like, the synapses aren't, like, you know, doing their thing. To my understanding, yes. It would be yes. wild. Okay, you know what would be really wild is if you had a, a, a fully reanimated brain mm-hmm. and, you you know, out of its body, you might still feel the body. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's of, like, like the phantom limbs. limbs and yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. But if you don't even have anything, like, no. what does your brain do with that? I'm not sure. You think it can, like, wiggle around on, by <laughs> the, itself? The brain itself yeah. just kind of, like, crawl around. <laughs> yeah. You think oh it can figure gosh. that out? Well, <laughs> what, like, how how fragile is the brain? That's like, Very. Yeah. Oh, man. We're well, all that's gonna, why it's... We're all going to end up with with brains that, like, are, are just in robots Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, we're just going to be for sure. Brains, I mean, how long can brains live? Can brains live? Yeah. What do you mean? Like, like without oxygen? Know, okay, or without so there's blood? like, well, there's like, there's like brain dead and then there's like other dead. Mm-hmm. So if you die in your sleep, is that your brain dying or is that your like body dying? Or so, can, what's like the what's like the full potential of a brain's life is my question. And I know you so, don't necessarily know the, que- the answer, but I'm just well, throwing I, that out there. I'm trying to understand the question because the the brain, I mean, uh, I'm sure you know that the, the brain relies on blood and oxygen to yeah. function. Yeah. Well, it, it relies on oxygen and blood brings the oxygen, right? Uh-huh. And But if there is some way to give oxygen to the brain, yeah. unlimited supply, right. like the correct amount, mm-hmm. would the brain ever die? I, I don't think so. I, there's there's the really case, no answer. Is that the is that the way to live forever? It might be the the thing that you you get trapped with is the degenerative brain issues that like are present in in humans, right? Like you get Alzheimer's yeah. and you have memory loss as an old person. But I wonder if that has to do with a decreased amount of oxygen to certain parts of the brain or yeah. if, it, if that, it has a lot of anything that, to do. I wouldn't, I, I really, I have no idea Neither what, like, all, the, the beginning, the genesis of, of Alzheimer's. But, uh, you know, older people are less active and being active definitely helps the, the flow of blood and the, the mm-hmm. oxygen to the brain. I mean, that's how... A lot of people say like keeping your mind fresh, keeping your uh, keeping you sharp is the the key to that is like staying active. So yeah. maybe that's what causes these degenerative forms. And so like if you have an yeah, if you have a way of giving unlimited oxygen to the brain, the right supply, then is there ever a limit to this brain's lifespan? Interesting. You know, nobody knows, Todd, but we are what we're seeing here, in my opinion, is the beginning of the answer to that question. I think I think once we've got we've, we've figured out how to reanimate the brain. Right. And one of the things here at the bottom of the story that it, it says, which is kind of actually chilling, if you think about it, um, when you die. Right. People declare you dead when you have no brain function left, a, an irreversible yeah. loss of all brain function. Yeah. And 
when that line starts to blur, as it's kind of starting to right now, I mean, once you figure out how to reanimate a brain, right, how can you call somebody dead if they're just brain dead? Yeah. So if that line starts to blur, when does a doctor actually declare you dead, right? Mm-hmm. When do they go from preserving your life to preserving your organs? That's a great question. Or like yep. helping others, like using, like, uh, yeah, yeah, preserving org- organs, mm-hmm. like um, for for uh, organ donors and stuff. Well, and the last thing when, it says when here. Is the point of what well, yeah, and that? and it you know it also changes the whole debate on on organ don- donors and that oh, sort yeah, of thing, yeah. right? If you're uh, if you can reanimate the brain, but but the the last thing it says, and this is um, uh, kind of another haunting quote from this guy named Christoph Koch. He's the president and chief scientist for the uh, Allen Institute for Brain Science in Seattle. He says. For most of human history, death was very simple, right? Hmm. And this is me. That, that, that's all he said. But, you know, when you stop breathing, you stop moving, you're dead. But now we can keep you breathing. We can keep your heart pumping. Yeah. Right? If your brain's gone, then you're brain dead. But if we can reanimate the brain, can we cure death? That's the question. Welcome back to Todd and Tuscan speculate about science for 15 minutes. <laughs> and have no idea the answer. No idea what we're talking about. We create well, more questions than answers. Todd. <laughs> well, uh, throw it off you, know, to you. you know, it really, you know, it really um, affects the brain. Marijuana. Marijuana. And in light of our holiday of uh, 420 uh, being just just passed as when this uh, episode will come out um, remember when Easter was on 420 that was crazy yeah or wasn't it wasn't there one there was like a year before that when Easter was on April Fool's Day was so, it really yeah anyway <laughs> that's actually kind of funny it's like <laughs> April Fool's bitches Jesus isn't dead <laughs> Anyway, in lieu of 420, I got a quick story here about how these police officers in Argentina, they were, they were suspected of stealing around 1,200 pounds of pot. Sick, bro. Which is a lot, if you are yeah. uh, not aware. Um, yeah. A pound of weed is any, a lot. Anything that is... Uh, Anything that is one thousand two hundred pounds, it's it's a lot. That's a lot of it. Yeah, pretty much. Whatever you got, anything you can think of, if if it's a thousand two hundred, it's that's unless a lot it's of like a car. Life. That's like that's like an average sized car. Well, it's still a lot of car. You're a lot of car, baby. Actually, I take that back. That's a real creepy thing to say. Uh, anyway, so these people, these these police officers in Argentina said, "Well, it wasn't us. The mice ate it." They went on yeah. record and said that the mice ate their marijuana, and uh, that is why, that's 1, why 1,200 pounds, are pounds of pot was gone. And yeah. they were saying, like, that's so dumb. There's so many ways that that has proved unlikely, because uh, if that was the case, there would be, like, a ton of dead mice 
around mm-hmm. the area. Not just because marijuana kills, but because there would have been a lot of mice hanging around that area. And yeah, just they'd, dying they'd of be asleep. Causes. Yeah, and so or <laughs> or just, just asleep or just yeah. I think they just or fall asleep those... and they'd wake up like, where am I? They'd like need the... a lot of cheese. They'd be like, dude, yeah. where's the cheese, dude? Yeah, I got some the cheese. I got those rat munchies. Yeah. Yes. No, Todd. Here's a here, here's a here's a fun little thing for you. So, number one, when you lie about something, as these guys are clearly doing, never ever speculate as to what might have happened in order to corroborate your story. Right? If your story is, I didn't take that thing. I don't know what happened to it. Your answer shouldn't be maybe X happened. Yeah. Yeah. Right. If you yeah. want to catch somebody in a lie, tell them, you know, ask them, you know, did you do this? They, they'll say no. If you, you say, well, what happened to it then? And they say, well, maybe something, maybe this happened, maybe that. Then they're probably lying about whatever the hell they said. Yeah. Because if you don't know the answer to something, you won't speculate about it. You'll just say, I don't know. I don't know what happened. No, I didn't do it. No, I didn't do it. There, well, I, I don't know. I, have no I, would, I would argue that because you you see if there's any sort of big deal case like this, you're going to think about it if you're the main suspect because you want to find out what the answer is, find the truth, mm-hmm. and uh, you know clear your name of, of robbing marijuana. Yep. So yeah. I would say... I don't necessarily think that's the case, but if if it's that specific, they you know that's that's a little suspicious, mm. especially with something that that of that uh, stupidity level. Yeah. You well, know, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't even know how you make it out with twelve hundred pounds. I mean, just think of the sheer size of that. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure you've never seen a pound of marijuana before in your life, but uh, I will go on record as saying I have seen just seen an ounce of marijuana before uh, a pound is made up of I actually have seen I think I have seen a ounces. picture of no, many 16. pounds but it wasn't 1200 pounds right but but like I mean, I've, I've, I've 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 seen in person an ounce of marijuana right yeah and a a pound is made of I think 16 ounces right yeah. Am I right? Yeah. I don't know basic conversion rates. We should switch to metric. But the the point of the matter is 16 ounces or something else makes a pound. If that's the case, then the, there would be a lot of marijuana around just to make a pound. And if you make 1,200 of those, then it, it, it would take some serious moving and like you'd need like a well, it was truck. probably over a period of time. Like they were probably. like, oh, let's. It's possible. Let's, uh, no one's gonna notice if we take just a little bit of this and yeah. go smoke it behind the police office. No, they probably wouldn't smoke it behind the station. It would no. probably be far away. If you're stealing twelve hundred pounds, you're selling it to someone. That's a wholesale <laughs> amount, right there. Which is even scarier for the Argentina police. Yeah. All right, I got one more for you, Todd, because uh, we're running a little bit long today, so I'll, I'll keep this last one short and sweet. We're, we're, we're going over to uh, the United Kingdom, 
And there's a man named Leon Humphreys who went to court over a 25-pound ticket that he got for the driver and vehicle licensing agency in, uh, in the UK, right? So this guy, he's got a 25-pound fine, and he says that he has the right to a trial by combat, and he, will, <laughs> he is willing to fight any champion that is named by the driver and vehicle license agency. He is 60 years old. It's, it's like it would be. He's this, been binging Game of Thrones too much. But the thing is, he's, he's not wrong. He argued that it is still valid under European human rights legislation that he be granted the right to a trial by combat. Oh, my. Right? Yeah. He was denied. I mean, nobody's doing a trial by combat, Todd. I I hate to burst your bubble, but... (laughs) Well, then, does he still have to pay the fine? He actually had to pay more of it because he went to to court over it, over a 25-pound fine. So they fined him with 200 pounds, and they gave him an additional 100-pound court fee uh, for showing up and wasting everybody's time. But... (laughs) Yeah, he says at the end of this, he says, uh, I was willing to fight a champion put up by the DVLA, but it would have been a fight to the death. <laughs> it would have absolutely been a fight to the death, which I love. It's absolutely brilliant. What the heck? But, like, if it's still in accordance with the law, then I don't see why he should get fined more. They should just either. drop it. Yeah. It's like, listen, we're not willing to fight to the death over 25 pounds. Just you can't just home. be like, "Hey, I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, you know, follow this law that has been in accordance to, you know, the government for so you long." You know, he so he, uh, you're gonna get fined for even more money. <laughs> he he very well may be wrong that this is not still valid, or that it that it is still valid. I I'm not entirely sure what the legal standing standing is of a trial by combat in European law. But I, I doubt that it is still a reasonable thing to do, especially over 25 pounds. Did you see that story a couple, it was like maybe a couple months ago, where in, it was like northeast Midwest uh, area. I forget which place it was, which, which like um, state it was, but I think it was like Ohio or something. And mm-hmm. they passed a law and the wording of it basically uh you could argue that it allowed pregnant women to kill people oh do you remember that interesting no i don't i almost i feel like i almost covered that at one point but yeah i think it was a bit controversial it it was it was covered on uh some uh it was covered on some late night talk shows i think at some point but yeah that was that was a thing that happened so like yeah. i wouldn't be surprised if it was still something that was allowed in in law in uh, the uk and they just haven't fixed it yet but who knows you know todd uh i i we, we we got a friend we got a mutual friend he's an expert in european law he's been named That's a right. champion by many organizations to fight in trials by combat and uh, his name is carl westberg that's correct. Yeah, he, he fights uh, anyone. Uh, if you pay him enough, he will fight for you. Uh, if 
you want to get in contact with him, uh, you can contact us first so that we can talk to him because you can't contact him directly. He's a, and if you uh, try, he will kill you. Yeah, he will. He will fight you and kill you. Yeah. Uh, his favorite, his favorite weapon is the mace. Ooh. Yeah. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? Yeah. He, no. Uh, no. Yeah, he he uses that from time to time. Uh, he do, it's not his all. He doesn't use it always, but that's that's his favorite go-to. Mm. Um, Brilliant. Anyway, you can uh, you can contact him indirectly by emailing us at studiosvolatile at gmail dot com. You can also follow us on our social media, which is uh, idiotic opinions on Instagram, or opinions that suck. That's spelled with an S U K instead of an S U C K on Twitter. So that's at opinions that suck, uh, and yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's all. That's I got. where you can find us. That's where you can find us. Check <laughs> out those dank memes we be dropping on the daily. I really that's wish correct. you know, Todd. You got to get on. You, you got to get our interns on dropping more dank memes. I know. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a little. Uh, I keep having to fire them, so it, it's hard to yeah. fire interns and then rehire interns. Mm-hmm. Uh, the turnaround rate, you know, I should just be preemptive and and hire yeah. one every week or something. But I think I've been getting a lot of complaints lately about the state in which we keep them, namely the the chains. That's a big complaint uh, for our for our workforce. Yeah. A lot of them say it it's, violates OSHA codes. Eh, whatever. I don't yeah. really. I'm like, you're an intern. You you get you're you're being paid an experience. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> We're giving you experience to, uh, you know, post on social media that you obviously can right. do in your own free time with your That's own right. brand and your own name. Anyway, Whatever. if you'd like to work for uh, Volatile Studios, shoot us an email and let us know your qualifications, and we might just hire you as an unpaid intern and chain you up in our basement. What? I didn't say that. Anyway, uh, join us next week when Tuscan attempts to become the embodiment of Jeff Bridges from the movie Seventh Son. You're the seventh son of the seventh son. You've been listening to Idiots with Opinions. Tune in next week.